Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Nick Alioto, 15 years of Korean volunteer experience who grew up in St. Mary's County, Maryland. Nick is the definition of if you don't like what you're seeing within yourself and you want to change it, do it. Apply the work and maintain discipline. With that being said, I present Mr. Nick Alioto. Nick Alioto, I'm 28. I'm from Southern Maryland. Um, live in... Uh, North Carolina, Statesville area. I work down at Mooresville Fire Rescue. I've been there for the last two years. Um, I got in the fire service. Honestly, my brother. Uh, so I got an older brother. His name's Daniel. Um, two years older than me. You know, growing up, we were pretty close. Um, he uh, he was a jam-up fireman. I mean, anybody back home. So I'm from small town, St. Mary's County. Um, but he got into volunteering and I would always watch him run out of the house when the pager went off, you know, next door was a fire chief lived next door. So he'd pick him up in the command unit when he went by and nice. he'd roll out the calls. So nice. I always thought that was the coolest thing. And, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I got a little background. My parents are uh, both in public safety. Um, my dad's a retired captain, uh, at the sheriff's office, um, my stepmom, she works for the federal government, um, you know, and, you know, we've always just had lived that life of, you know, public service, you know, giving to others. Um, I just found a lot of joy in it. So uh, as soon as I hit 15, man, I got in the volunteer firehouse, you know, 15th birthday, I got voted on to, to join <laughs> as a cadet. I was tickled right to death. And I mean, as long as I can remember, I grew up, you know, grew up uh, just right down the road from the firehouse and just wanted to run fire calls and learn and was always ambitious. And um, my first job, summer job, uh, I worked at uh, for Harry Lumberg School. Uh, they got a firefighting school right there for they teach uh, merchant marines shipboard firefighting. So that was my summer job as soon as I could. And I, I would ride my bike over to the school because we lived right there on the farm worked there during the days and i did that for five years and loved every minute of it so i got to really learn meet a lot of people um got some family in the fire service uh, i got my uncle teddy up in new york um he you know, got me my first letter when he heard i was in the fire service so i just uh i really fell in love with it i uh Right out of high school, um, I got into the corrections office. So I did that right out of high school, um, you know, was anticipating, you know, maybe doing a career in that. Um, didn't quite get the fulfillment uh, um, that I was, you know, I always wanted to be a career fireman. But I was also the big kid back then, you know, back in high school. I was a big boy. I think at my peak, I was 393. And I mean... So, uh, yeah, I tried DC, PG, all of them, um, you know, didn't really apply myself like I probably should have back then. And, you know, so I lived at a volunteer fire department, uh, out of high school, lived at Bay district for four years, met some jam up people, 
know, we had the Navy base there. So we had more people come in from the Navy, met some awesome guys, uh, some jam up people. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, just grew up doing it. Grateful I can do it as a job now. All right. How long have you been doing it, both career and volunteer, total years? So I've been career with Mooresville since 2021, two years, and then I got 13 volunteer since I was 15. So, and I that was split up. Um, I spent some time in Valley Lee, a uh, smaller department that ran about. Back then it was you know, almost 300 calls a year. Um, I really got my my groundings. Um, and then I went to Bay District in their combination department, uh, you know, the yellow fire trucks up north. So <laughs> they run about 1,200 a year um, back then. And that's where I really kind of fell off. And then I came came down south two years ago when Mooresville gave me my shot. So, All right. What would you say – well, no, I'm going to rephrase this one. Hi. What what was the culture like at Bay District compared to where you're at currently now? So, I mean, the cult, culture kind of changes, I right. think. Right, right. Um, you know, up north, it was a little different. You know, I really had to learn down here a different way of firefighting. I mean, it was a, it was a culture shock at first. You know, I had to kind of step back and really – relearn some things um it was also a different time when i was younger you know i was mm-hmm. i was a kid man i was mm-hmm. 17 18 years old but i was with some jam up guys and they were aggressive 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 i mean i know you talked to you know steven van ness uh up at dc you know um i had him kyle hayden he's a annapolis fireman now but he was at pg i got david dean he's a dc fireman um Richard Sullivan, Wayne Johnson. I mean, we had some jam up people down there and it was a different time. You know, we were very aggressive. I mean, I feel like those people, you know, yeah, people like, you know, I say his name, but Daniel Martin. I mean, Daniel Martin's a one of a kind man, but he's aggressive. He's jam up and he wants you to perform. He doesn't want to ask questions. I mean, he, you showed up, you did the job. That was it. That was an expectation. So, um, yeah, I think culture up there um, versus down here, you know, it's it's a it's a way. I mean, I think we really hold good into into cultures as a fire service. Um, you know, up north, I think uh, you know, being volunteer, you I didn't really understand a lot of the aspects of going from volunteer to career. You know, that's a career is a whole different animal. You know, you got a lot more. I'm not going to say you got a lot more responsibility, but you got a lot more. Um, there's a lot of outside influences, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, down here, you, you've got a lot more accountability. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, absolutely. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was cool for for the time I got to. And we had some good summers there. Okay. All right. And so you mentioned one one point. In your life, you weighed three ninety three, and I I can tell the viewers now. I personally know you. I I see you every third day. You don't weigh that now. What was that journey like? And when did you realize, like, hey, 
I got to do something. Yeah. So, uh, 393 was my biggest, you know, I went, I was a 911 dispatcher, got a little laxed in my life. Uh, you know, really didn't have some motivation for a while. Um, and everybody, you know, everybody's got a story, but I fell on my own ruts in life and didn't make, you know, conscious decisions to get up every day and do something active. So, you know, I let that kind of get to me. You know, I was eating out a lot. It's very easy to go on shift work at a 911 center and sit down and eat out with everybody. I mean, every every four four nights in a row, we worked four on, had four off. So, you know, eating out, I wasn't active. Um, yeah, I was big for for how I was. I weigh one seventy now, so I um, you know, there. I think really a lot of it was my environment back home uh, really dictated a lot. So, um, you know, without putting too much out there, but, um, you know, I, I found running to be a therapy for me. You know, I, I talked to somebody, everybody's got their problems. You know, I see a therapist, um, very advocate on those things, but I found running somehow, um, actually I say somehow, but it was my stepmom. So she's very active and big influence in my life. Um, she really helped me, you know, navigate all those, you know, help me fine tuning a diet. You know, I learned you don't, you don't get fit or you don't lose weight in the gym. You get fit in the gym. You lose weight in the kitchen. I mean, honestly, firm believer, my diet, changing my diet, lost a lot of weight once I added exercise into it this stuff started falling off I mean it was just one after another I mean there was times where you know I was losing almost five six pounds a week but I was eating really clean you know lean meats vegetables greens all nothing processed um and I got into running and man I think I think I just found like running joke around like you're running away from your problems it's kind of like what it was for me but running was an outlet for me that I could run and just process everything like I could think for for as long as I ran and the farther I went the clearer I felt like I got and and that turned into an everyday thing when I started running I couldn't run I couldn't run half a mile man I ain't even gonna lie I was on our farm back in Valley Lee and I couldn't run a half mile. And then I just started, I every day build, you know, gradually mile turn or half mile turned into a mile, a mile turned into two, you know, built and built and built. And it's a constant uh, discipline. You, know, you wake up every day, you make conscious choices. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but that process alone really helped me, helped me find a lot within myself. So I think that's really where my, thought process changed and was like you know what I can come I can smoke a CPAT now and I hadn't taken a CPAT for years and then came down to Morsel and Morsel's was like the first CPAT I passed I mean it was and that was a big deal you know my stepmom I reference her a lot because she was my rock she is my rock but um you know my parents both of them have always been there for me um they both keep me grounded and leveled and they were really supportive in this journey. So 
you know, I was always, you know, we cooked meals together and things like that. But, you know, she took me to my first CPAT for Montgomery County. Uh, it was a big deal right out of high school. I was like, Montgomery County, man, got a, got a CPAT. I'm going to go up there and do it. And, man, I went in there and I failed it. And it was humbling. It mm-hmm. was every time. You know, you really just kind of had to humble yourself. And it, I, I don't know what, you know, they say somewhere along the lines, things start to click. And, uh, you know, one day I just woke up, just got tired of feeling the way I was feeling, you know. Right. So, so running really helped me build up on that. So, you know, now I do it every day. Shoot, we just ran, uh, I know you talked about it on here, the run for young. Yeah, we just did that. I mean, that was a cool experience for me. I didn't run my first half marathon. I ran on my uh, my shift here with Cat Millington and uh, Scott Hawk. So that's my first half marathon, and uh, you know, there's things I enjoy. So, I mean, that's a, it's a story that you know it's it's definitely great to hear. But for others who might be in the same position that you were once in. What would you say to that individual to like not give up? Because, you know, some people, when they begin that journey, they kind of want to see immediate results. But sometimes, you know, that takes time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that was that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. I won't lie. I've I can't tell you how many times I've lost weight and gained it back, lost weight and gained it back. Um, But learning, I mean. You just got to stay disciplined. I mean, discipline is huge in this. I mean, it's not just running or fitness or losing weight, but I think in a lot of things in life, it's discipline. I've really applied that and learning that. But I think it was like a combination of all the failures. I mean, you, you got to have those rough roads to really want to run a change. And, yeah, you, yeah, I learned this. Um in a different part of my life, but you know, I can't want something more than somebody else. I can give you the tools and the guidance to, uh, to succeed. I can tell you how I did it. I can tell you, you know, what to do. Um, but unless you are willing or have that want, you ain't going to change some people. Um, you know, I hope to influence people because, you know, if you see my before and after pictures, it's nuts. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I went out in January and, you know, I, for the first time I had my skin removed because I had so much skin left right. from being so big that, you know, I was really self-conscious about it for a while. But, you know, um, if I could give anybody some advice, it's just stick with it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and you, you can't change things overnight. Um, and little steps, honestly, little steps build up the big results. You just got to. Trust the process. That's trust it. And just keep at it. It's a, it's a, it's an everyday grind. Okay. What would you say keeps you personally invested to stay positive and loving this job? Because we all know ebbs and flows. Every yeah. shift's different, man. You know, you sometimes you you're in it, and then the next minute you're just like, "What am I doing here?" You know. Yeah. Um. You know, just stay positive, you know. I'm going to go back a second, though. Like, when you were talking about the culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we we at Mooresville, we kind of have 
top-notch equipment. We got, we do, we got some great, we're, um, great people. Um, and our culture, I think, is great. I do. Um, I do think there's ebbs and flows. Um, but you know, moving around now, you know, being a senior, now I'm moving around to different houses a lot more than I was previously. So I get to work with a lot of other people. Um, you know, learning different culture, culture, uh, personalities or, um, and, and you, you know, you got to wake up every day and be positive. So everybody has their days. I get up and have my days, honestly. I mean, you know, some days, uh, everything affects everybody different. I think understanding, understanding that in people, um, yeah, I try to come, I love my job. So I come to work, I'm happy. I think a lot of people don't know how to take me sometimes. Um, yeah, I think I'm sometimes I may come off misunderstood or anything, but uh, I think, you know, just it's, it, it's like it says, you know, you just got to be positive. You know, you're going to have those days. You don't want to do much. Um, but I always find a rut. Like there's a period where, you know, I might have a rut. Didn't want to work out. All right. I'll go for a run. Usually I feel better after a run. I think everybody has a good workout, feels better. Right. Um, you know, if we're being proactive, getting together with our shifts, you know, I work on engine three now with uh Captain Anderson. Uh Anderson Jr., Brad Moore, you know, those guys right there. I mean, they keep me keep me happy. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for for some jam up people there. Junior, junior's a wealth of knowledge, always teaching. I mean, you know, we got a thing now we're passing around the calendar and we're each pick a training idea. So each shift of the month, you know, somebody's going to bring something else to the table. So like, and we have a great time doing it. Um, you know, we, uh, we really, we really all positive together. Um, I think, uh, you know, loyalty, um, keeping my love for the job. You know, I wanted this job since I was a kid. I think that's what a lot of people want when they get in this job. They want to be firemen or uh, firefighters, I should say. But, um, you know, yeah, I want to remain loyal too. You know, a lot of people didn't give me my shot. So, um, yeah, I said I applied to a lot of departments up north and, you know, it didn't work out or, you know, got to the interview when I passed their physical requirements and, you know, it didn't work out, but, you know, uh, you know, not just being loyal to my department, but to myself, you know, I hold myself accountable to a high level. So, you know, understanding that, um, I think like, you know, trying to think how I can phrase this. Um, you know, Mooresville took a flyer on a kid that was out of town. Nobody knew me. Um, and I think I owe it to a lot of people there, um, to just show up, do the job, be the best I can be. Um, you know, people, I went through, you know, I lost my mom. I was 30 days on shift and my mom died. So, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody when I moved here. I got no family around here, nothing. You know, uh, 
a lot of that shift, I was on uh, ladder 5A shift then. And those guys, you know, they embraced me. I mean, they took care of me. They took me in. You know, they didn't have to. They didn't know me from Adam. And, uh, you know, they they showed me what good people are in the world. And loyalty like that, that keeps me keeps me positive. Like, I want to show up. I want to do, do good for those people. Um, not just my commanders or anything or my com- colleagues. You know, I want to do it for them. But, um, you know, you got to have a certain love for the job when you do it. But those people right there are like, you know, I'll say this. A lot of people ask, oh, are you going to go to Charlotte? Are you going to go to Charlotte? That's always the big question. That's it's always like, the question, right? Tell me. About I it. mean, you hear how many times do you hear, it? especially when somebody new gets in? You know, I've um, I picked Mooresville because and I said it in my interview and I say it till I'm blue in the face. But. You can go to big cities, you can go. You might think the grass is greener on the other side. Um, but I do feel like uh, you know, the grass is green where you water. Uh, if you just stick with it. I, I, um, you were talking to uh, Tim Riggs in Wichita. I think he said it best. Uh, you know, you're not going to change things overnight. And, you know, you just got to keep charging, pushing from the, you know, leading from the back. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be that person that can depend on. I mean, if you got the loyalty and the drive to want to see the change, you know, it might take years on end, but you know, if you give it to a place. And uh, you know, big city isn't always cracked up what it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah, we get looked at a little bit more at Mooresville. Well, but I mean, you got what? We got six stations now. Getting ready to build seven. Charlotte's got 43. 43, yeah. All right, so how many times does everybody get to go to the, every single station out there? I mean, we're on a lot smaller scale, so we get looked at a little bit more, which right. is cool. Um, there's there's good and there's bad to it at the same token, but also feel like in a community, I feel like I could put a better impact. Like, you know, I feel that impact. You know, I'm actually – our community puts their love around us and the PD. I mean, I'm, they absolutely eat up our police and fire in our community. And it's awesome. I love it. Um, so to just actually, I mean, the run for yawn, look at how much money we raised for that. Um, almost 17,000. Yeah. We did the fill the boot in the community and the community. I mean, they, that's an impact right there. So, I mean, it's things like that. That's what keeps me positive, um, getting together, doing things, running. Um, you know, there's a good group of us that work out at JET. Um, so we always hit up those classes together. Uh, it's little things. We get together off shift. Um, and, uh, you know, I just thinking that, that that just solidifies every decision I made to come down here for sure. But it keeps me positive. Keeps me on my toes. No, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, to me, it all depends on what the individual wants. You know, we've had several people that have had a decent number of years on Morsel and then they decide to go like to Charlotte. And I always tell the individual, hey, man, if that's what you want to do, I'm happy for you. I wish you the best. And that's it. You know, there's no need for, 
individuals to, you know, look down on them or call them traitors. It all depends on what they want to do. Some some people, when they get in this career, their ultimate goal is to work for a big city fire department. And oh yeah, I, you know, I yeah. apl- I applaud them for that. If that's what you want to do. Then yeah, go ahead and do it. Like it's all good. Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no difference except for yeah, Charlotte's on a grander scale. They have more incidents. And it all depends on where you go too. Just because you go down to Charlotte doesn't mean you're going to, uh, you know, get get to go to all the fires. It all depends on where you're at, and you have to work your way to that station. They are there are slow stations in Charlotte, 100. percent Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you know, they run the same calls like we do. It's just like I said on a grander scale, but it's the same thing. They're still hopping on trucks. They're still running fire alarms and and medical calls and whatnot. So. It's yeah, all on what you know. It's all on what the individual wants. I mean, that's yeah. plain and simple, for sure. And I mean, I I agree. Like, you know, it was a it was a shock to me going from five to three at first. I mean, you know, you've been out at three. I mean, I was in the center of the center of the town, and man, we went on everything almost. Right, and, and then now you're on the and, outskirts, and now I'm on the outskirts, and it's and it's but it's been nice. I'm not gonna lie, like there's I've been trying to use it to my advantage. Um, you know, I get to train more with my shift junior, jam up on pumps, man. So, you know, going to a senior, I've been getting a, getting some time with him to to do some pumping stuff. I'm getting more time to get in the books. Um, you know, we're always doing something every shift though. I mean, it hasn't stopped. But it's you know in between our our daily calls and and it happens um like you said everywhere has got the same thing um but you know I feel like that impact here um you know feel like a feel like a s- small town you know I, I'm from a small town so this is kind of like home for me right um in a sense and and uh, yeah big metro cities. I grew up around him, but yeah, you know, everybody talks about him. And it's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I have no knocks on any of it, but um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I, you know, stars really aligned for me to be here. And uh Orsville definitely took a shot. So I um uh, I'm grateful and blessed every day for it, but I this is this is definitely I love a small, small town, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I, absolutely, because here's one thing I want <clears throat> anybody listening to this episode to think about, okay? Charlotte, 43 stations. I know many individuals that work down there, and they will tell you it's certain areas that catch the jobs. And when they do catch the jobs, I'm they're talking minutes. They can flood the scene with guys, and unless you're first due, most of the time you're not seeing anything but mopping up. With us, especially with you, and the stigma with slow stations, slow stations aren't a bad thing because those are the stations where you can actually train more, get better at the job. And specifically with you, with station three, if you catch a job at Curtis Pond, you're by yourself for at least a good five to eight minutes, oh, yeah. depending on where in Curtis Pond. So urban yeah. fire departments or I'm sorry, suburban fire departments, we have to be, We I'm not going to say we have to be better than a big city department, but you have to be able to do more 
tasks than just pull the hose, grab the nozzle, and next you know your next truck's on scene. That's not how it works. Yeah, I mean, so, you, that's one where you also you better know your limitations as a person also. I mean, you got to understand what you can function with, what you're capable of. Like, I mean, I feel, you know, our, our shift's pretty jammed up, but we, you know, I know my limitations and I know Junior. I mean, Junior's going to have me hands up. He's going to have me ready to go every chance we get um and you know i think uh you know just knowing hey i might have five ten minutes you know i mean we've we've had that on accidents where you know pins and we're waiting on a rescue sometimes um but yeah you gotta be able to fend for yourself in an essence absolutely so um you know it's not like you're you're here to beat somebody in. I mean, grateful we got some outskirts and the uh, volleys, uh, Mount Morn and South Iredale coming too for out there. But, you know, Mount Morn's pretty jam up. So, you know, you got them. They're usually pretty hot on our heels. Usually, usually give us a run for our money out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely knowing that. And, and our days come, you know, it comes. I've had, everybody's like, oh, how many calls you run a shift? I mean, there's been days I think we've ran six or seven. There's been days where we've ran two. Right. I mean, it really just depends. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the other night we didn't see her see the bed until four a.m. I mean, that was one call, but uh, I mean, it's different. It's nice. We get an f- influx of different calls out there too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it comes with its own challenges, and you know trying to you know be adaptive and that's important especially is being adaptive so okay uh what would you say right now what are your ultimate goals doesn't have to be like you know long term short term but just yeah you know ultimately you know i would love to move up someday um you know i just just made senior um, and it's been a learning point for me, you know, I driving a lot more moving shifts. Um, but I think really, I'm not in a point where I'm ready to give up being in the back of a fire truck yet. Right. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'd like to just be a leader. Um, and whether that's staying as a senior, whether that's becoming an engineer or captain someday, um, I do. I just want to be, um, I just want to be somebody that somebody can go to. Um, doesn't, you know, no judgment here, but, you know, come and talk. You need help. You want to learn? Let's do it. Um, I just want to be that guy, be reliable. You know, I don't, I don't want to, um, I'm not here to step on toes a whole lot necessarily. And that's probably not, not how, uh, how I should put it, but, um, you know, I just, you know, just being a good, that's why I'm also, you know, comes back to the positivity thing. Um, you know, being positive and, you know, you want people to want you to be on their shift. Um, right. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy where you log into, uh, uh, crew sense 
And you're yeah. like, oh, who am I working with? Today? Oh, crap. You know, yeah. like nobody wants to be that person. You're like, oh, I got to work with this person. Yeah. Now, some people might say that, oh, yeah, with me, because, you know, I'm, I'm like sometimes probably 100 mile an hour. But um, I mean, at the same point, I just want to be that guy that, you know, if you give me a task, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the best I can. Um, that's that's my goal, man. I just want to be, I do try to be infectious. I, I've got, you know, people will tell you, I got a million ideas running through my head. And there's not enough time in a day to bring them all out. But, um, you know, I just, I love conversation. I love, you know, learning other people's points of view, getting to know somebody. And, uh, you know, ultimately, if that means, you know, I get to move up and be in a position where I can lead as a captain or something, I'd be grateful for it. Uh, I take my time. Uh, yeah. Some people put it in a good perspective when I said I was testing for senior, you know, you know, master that position before you move on to the next. Um, and that's a good way to look at it. I I want to make sure I'm I'm efficient. I, I want to be I want to be jam up. So, you know, that if I'm in that position for the day, uh, you know, you can rely on that. You got a good one. Right. So I'll, I'll do that. And then. You know, if it means taking the next test, I'll do it. But um, I'm also a firm believer that, you know, everywhere has got its problems. Big city Charlotte, mm -hmm. anywhere else. You know, I'm not knocking on Charlotte or nothing, but, yeah, every fire department has their issues. Yep. Um, But, you know, you can't necessarily bitch if you don't make a conscious effort to make a change, right? So. Yeah. So being in a position where you can lead, I think, you know, whether that's getting your voice heard or, or, um, you know, just trying to be that more, much more effective in a crew or infectious with a crew is important. So, so yeah, I mean, ultimately I'm trying to finish school. <laughs> so as a big one. Okay. Like I said, I mean, those are good goals to have, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely no, no uh, issues there. Um, in your opinion, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? Um, one big one is uh is commitment. You know, commitment. You always got to strive to get better. Um, you know, talk about how my parents are big influences on my life. You know, my dad. I always bounce ideas off my dad and my dad's a big backbone for me. Um, but you know, he always told me, listen more than you respond. You know, it's not always the loudest person in the room. Um, that necessarily knows everything. So, you know, listen, listen more than you respond. Um, you know, take the good and the bad from people you've encountered. Um, you know, we both know it. We've worked for people that are jam up. You'd love to work for them again. Um, you know that some people have ticks that you just don't want. You don't want. You're like, uh-uh, that don't work for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're like, all right, well, now I know what to be like or what not to be like. Um, so, and that, you know, falls back on leadership things, man. I mean, I know as a leader what I want to keep core what you know i think works you know what i believe in um 
but I also know what I don't want to see out of a leader. And I try not to be that person. Now, I don't want to be a negative Nancy every three days. I want to love coming to my job. Um, well, I love want to love being motivated. So, you know, just you know, be the best person you can be. Um, speak up, especially like you know, safety or anything like that. Um, um, but you know, uh, one thing like I learned is to. Yeah, I'm very open with, especially uh, with people I'm close to at work um, on some things I've been through in life. But, you know, just just be an outboard brain for somebody. You know, everybody's got their issues. You know, I don't know what's going on with you at home all the time. But I know if you pick up the phone and call me, I'm going to be your outboard. But, uh, you know, even when people need guidance or um, or anything like that, um, think you just got to stay committed to the to the job you got to have an open mind um you know constructive criticism I had to tell one of the new rookies the other night uh it was funny because we ran a you know fire alarm um they opened the door got inside they had some smoke and you know i'm driving uh engine five that night and I'm pulling a line, I'm hand jacking my own hydrant. And uh, one of the rookies was on uh, the ladder and I was just like, hey, you good? Go do your thing. And I pulled him aside at the end and I said, look, I wasn't trying to be mean or yelling at you or anything. But, you know, you you got your your tasks, you know, you guys are going to go to the roof. Um, And I wasn't trying to be mean or anything, but, you know, I'm good. Like. Yeah, just some constructive criticism is probably a good way to put it. You know, being able to take things like that, mm-hmm. you know, being adaptive. Because <clears throat> I think we sometimes, you know, a lot, of, especially a lot of people that are passionate about the fire service, uh, we get misunderstood a lot very easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't think some people like understand a lot of things in fire service to grasp a lot of the concepts. But uh, yeah, I think. I think that's a big one, you know, especially, um, you know, training, learning, you know, we got jam up training center. That's a fact. Our training center is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Um, you know, always going places, learning from outside agencies or, uh, different people, different, you know, not just in Mooresville or this part of North Carolina, you know, it's like, um, uh, I still go up north and hang out with the guys up there to train with them, see what's new there. Um, you know, different perspectives, you know, taking bits from everywhere, and, you know, molding your talents, you know, knowledge, man, education. Nobody can ever take those away from you. I think those are big keys. Yeah. So, so always be willing to learn. Um, so that's, so it's an everyday thing. You know, try to learn. Gilbert, Gilbert's another big one that's been a big, you know, motivator for me, especially. Especially, I mean, watching him change his life and working out and fitness and, you know, man, he's come a long ways. But, you know, he always asks every time I see him, you know, what'd you learn today? You know, what's, what'd you learn? Make yourself better today than you were uh-huh. yesterday. You know, that's uh-huh. a big one right in itself. Yeah. So. Having that commitment, that level of pride, um, you know, we've you and I when I first met you, man, we had that talk about pride. 
We talk about hose beds, clean hoses. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget it. But, you know, people laugh when I'm racking hose and I'm pretty, you know, OCD about it. But look, Stephen Van Nessen instilled it in me. Clean hose pulls good. That's right. How it, That's right. it does. It functions well. And and everybody gave him shit back in the day for it. But um, it does. You know, when you look good, you perform good. So that goes, that's an all around right there. So, and not just your tools, but in your fitness, you feel good, you perform good. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, there's a lot, but I also think some people, you, you got to want to do the job. A lot of people hey, I, get in the job because you got to want to do it. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, somebody told me one time when I was younger, they're like, look, they said, those doors, those trucks went out before you got here. They're going to get out after you leave. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to want to be here. You got to want to put in the work. You're going to have to want to learn. So um, I definitely try, try every day. Make yourself better than yesterday. So and you got to be humble. You got to be humble in some essences. You know, I don't say I know everything because, man, I got humbled the other night on a call. You know? I got put in my place. But you, that's that crit, uh, constructive criticism, and you gotta be able to take it. So, and I love learning from people. I love learning about people. So talking, so good conversation, constructive conversation. How many times do we sit around a table and everybody wants to bitch? Everybody wants to bring a, a you know, a solution to a problem. So, I think. Uh, I think we had that conversation too. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I think yeah, that's a big one. Just just trying to be better than yesterday. All right. Uh, what would you say to those hungry, eager, motivated firefighters who feel like they're being surrounded or held back by a non-motivated or complacent culture? Yeah. I'm going to just say, you got to, you got to just push past it. Um, It sucks. You hate going to work and being around somebody that don't want to do nothing. (laughs) How many times have we seen that? Um, (laughs) I think every, everywhere has got it. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Um, But just don't, don't let it become you. Exactly. Uh, Definitely don't let it become you. I mean, uh, there's days where I don't want to say like, you know, people are lazy, but some people are just lazy. Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's, a I mean, facts. some people are just lazy. Some people are just lazy. So, you know, you just got to find that person and you, and you will, especially as a new recruit or young fireman, uh, you're going to find the people that want to, uh, that want to work, that want to do something. Um, and I'm going to say this because this is a big one I learned in life. Make your own assumptions of people. You're going to go around, you're going to meet people, and people are going to talk about other people. Um, but, you know, take the time to learn about that person. You know, some people are just a little different. That's it. Everybody has their own their own opinions on life. Everybody has their own, you know, 
quirks or anything like that, but take the time to learn that person. Don't make your assumptions based on somebody else's judgments is another big thing my dad put in me in life, man. The people are going to talk about other people, um, but, you know, you just got to take the time to learn. You know, people told me my captain would be an asshole when I went to him. My captain's not an asshole. He's just going to tell you like it is. I mean, he's going to be real with you. He's going to push you. He wants you to be motivated. He wants you to be hungry. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm grateful that, you know, be around motivational leaders like that. Um, you know, it's, everybody's going to, you just got to make your own opinions of people, man. You know, there's people I uh, I necessarily don't don't want to say I don't hang around, but I'm not going to go out of my way to spend my days off with them. Um, but I just, you know, you got to form that. And, and you'll learn. And it takes time, but yeah, it definitely does. just got to keep that, you know, the commitment, the, uh, the hunger, you know, why you got into this job, why we do it every day. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, just try and show up, to put in the work as much as you can, for sure. No, I, I definitely like that. You got people get you got you got to form your own opinion because fire service is going to tell you, oh, this person is this and that, such and such, this way, that way, and every day, the, how many the, times you hear it? Yeah, I mean, the best way to 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 see is to work with that individual, talk to that individual, and see. Sometimes what people say is true, but most of the time it's not. Yeah. It's it's all on the individual's perspective. And like you said, everybody's different. Everybody's got their own little their own little niche, you know. Uh I, I could tell you me, you know, most people be like, Oh, he's oh, he always looks mad. He always yeah. looks mean. And that's just you like, know how many times I get that. Some one of the new ones told me the other day, like, yeah, you somebody just said you're just not approachable and you didn't seem approachable. I was like, look, because I sit in a room and I don't like run my mouth you know I'm right. pretty quiet right that's not me not being approachable like you can come to me and talk to me um and i'm just not gonna you know i'm not gonna be the loudest person in the room i don't need to be yeah you know, actions do speak louder louder than words in some instances so um i think that's that's a big thing man just you know form your own opinions of people Bro, that's, that's the biggest it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. If I could tell you how many times I've been pulled to the side by a chief officer to go, a couple. These are always the questions. Are, are you okay today? Yeah. Well, I would just check in because you know such and such is saying that you know you you might have an issue. Like, no, I'm fine. I just don't want to be in that circle over there. Like, I, I don't care for them. I'm just here. I'm here to do me, and that's it. But I think now. People have learned, and I haven't. I haven't been asked that question in a while, so I think everybody's starting to get that. <laughs> so that, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think I think I mean I've been pulled aside too, and there's been days I'd be like, "Look, I'm just just got a lot happening. You know, I'm not not hitting on all my cylinders. I know it, but uh, I'm con conscious of it. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't. I don't like to get down with the drama. You know the rumor mill at Firehawks, oh, yeah. too. Oh, man. The Stay rumor mill is absolutely nuts. So Stay away from it. I yeah, if I can give you any piece of advice on that, is stay away from the rumor mill. Um, you know, I'll approach somebody straight up and just say, hey, 
Here's my question. This is what was what I heard. Just want to said. Yep, just, that's the just want to confirm or deny. Like, yep, yeah, and yep. that's it. Yeah, I stay in my lane. You know, I show up. I do my job. I do do what I can to be be positive about it, and that's it. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. I'm here to. You know what I'm here for. That's right. That's right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last question. In your opinion, what do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? Um. So, you know, I'm gonna say this. Uh, what we can improve on, I definitely feel like. Um, you know, where you sit in your organization is what you see. That's another famous line. I, you know, I steal it from my dad. Yeah. Uh, where you sit is what you see. Um, take the time to learn from people, listen to them. You know, we get so caught up in the times where, um, you know, we don't necessarily agree what's happening above us. And I've been, I get caught up in my moments too. We all, we all do. do. We all do. Yes. Um, you know, I get frustrated, but, you know, from my perspective, I'm only going to see what a fireman sees. I don't see what a captain sees. I don't see what the battalion chief sees. You know, I'm not going to see what an assistant chief or chief is going to see. You know, they got more people to answer to. I don't see that level. I see my fireman level. So it's easy to, you know, base a judgment on something like that. Um, so just... You know, getting away from the mentality of when you say why, it's because I said why. Um, you know, I'm one of those people where I'm going to ask you why. But it's not to question your leadership or your judgment or anything like that, but it's to understand. Um, you know, it's not to push my views like, oh, I think up north is better at firefighting than down here. No, that's not it. I just want to understand. Um, you know, is it a budget issue? Is it a training issue? Is it, you know, where can we, where do we go wrong here? What's the issue? Or, you know, cause at some point I think, um, I think especially, you know, when you get into the higher ranks or anything like that, I'm not questioning a captain or anything, but I don't see his perspective, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> You know, at some point as a fireman, I'm going to have the ambition to sit in your shoes. I'm going to have ambitions to move up. Um, so, you know, teach me. Yeah. How do you let your people grow? You know, get out of that mindset of things. Um, you know, teach, teach me why. Not, not it's because I said so. You know, it's easy to be little when you can just. Take a few extra moments to let somebody learn, make them be better. That's it. I think that's where a lot of we get confused with, uh, with the, well, I'm asking why to question your leadership or something. And it's definitely not that, um, at least for me personally. Um, you know, I think it's pretty important to, to teach your people, especially ones that are ambitious, like some that want to move up and, and such. So, you know, and, um, I'll, I definitely worry like the profession sometimes uh, confuses safety with civil liability. Like, you know, there's a 
you know, there's always uh, risk in policies and usually the policies or, you know, procedures have a person or an incident attached to them. Uh, but we can't handcuff our people. You know, does that make sense? I mean, like, yeah, like don't I don't bind it. your people because of a specific thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of look at it as if you want your if you want your crew or your firefighters under your command to grow, the biggest thing is you can't micromanage. Like you have to let them, you have to give them some free reign. Of course, you got to watch what they're doing, make sure they're not breaking policy or doing anything dangerous. But there's nothing worse than a leader who micromanages because then that firefighter is always going to be at your hip. And when you expect him to do this, they're not going to do it because they're going to be like, well, you didn't tell me to do it. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, that's, that's where we, we invest in our training, you know, as you know, leaders, you invest in your training to trust that your people can do the job and perform the tasks that you're, you're asked to do without the micromanaging or anything like that. You know, I mean, you know, we invest a lot. We have, we have a jam up training facility. We have jam up equipment, you know, executing that training in the field, you know, having that trust that, you know, you, Look, you everybody's got to have a little common sense at some point. You would think. I mean, yeah. So you know, it takes time to train and uh, train, train, train. You know, can't can't harp that enough. But you know, but you can't handcuff everybody for everybody else's mistakes. You know, accountability. Get into accountability, man. Yeah. Accountability is everything. Mm-hmm. Integrity is everything. So. Yeah. You know, holding people accountable for their actions, you know. Don't don't bash ten when it's one person. You hold somebody accountable. Right. Right. Um, Go to that individual. Yeah, don't handcuff your people. Um so, but yeah. Yeah, grass isn't always greener on the other side. It is it's green where you water it. I do like so, that. I do like that statement because I yeah. haven't heard that. So I was like, ooh, I've heard the grass isn't always green, like, yeah. But as you stated, it's it'll. How'd you write it again? I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, no. Uh, the grass is always greener where you water it, man. That's right. I mean, seriously, you just uh, and you know, I loved it because I love listening to Tim Riggs on your podcast. But man, he said it great. He's like, you're not gonna change people overnight. He's like, you're not gonna change things, you know, next year. You know, it's no different than when I talked about losing weight or being fit you're not going to see results overnight. You're not going to see results tomorrow. Um, but it's a conscious effort daily to put in the work, you know, to be that positive person, be infectious, you know, bring something to the table and that's it. You know, you just got to keep pushing, you know, and you hope, you hope somewhere along the lines, you get, to, you get the time to, to, uh, you know, address problems, said, shed some light and, uh, you know, little steps, big results. So one day at a time, that's it. So awesome. Can't, couldn't, couldn't have said any better. I mean, and, and you're living proof of that, man. So that's something definitely to be proud of. I'm proud to say, I know you when we met, I mean, I'm sure when you came down here, you're like, all right, I don't know anybody. And then you mentioned Bay district. And I was like, Oh, the department with the yellow trucks. And you kind of looked at me like, how do you know that? I'm like, Oh, I'm a nerd dude. Like I, I follow everything. Maryland. Yeah. Virginia up north yeah. so no it's great no it's cool man you know not a lot of people you know everybody says oh you're you're from up north and 
Yeah, St. Mary's County is like the furthest south you can get. I mean, it's cool. I got to grow up on the water and stuff and and uh, a lot of good people up there. But, you know, being pushed outside your comfort zone really lets you grow as a person, too. So it was a it was a blessing to get to get to come and work for an organization like Morsel. Uh Definitely you know, move down here, meet people, you know learn new things it was uh it was a culture shock at first man i ain't even gonna lie i lived in cornelius my first year <laughs> and i grew up on a farm man i mean it was nobody around mm -hmm. and then you put me in something like cornelius i was like yeah. Ooh, yeah this is different but you know it's been great i really got to learn about not only myself but other people and you know get to meet good people like you and and yeah, I'm grateful to be a part of Mooresville. Honestly, it's uh, that's where that loyalty lies. And people get confused sometimes, and yeah, I, I might get frustrated some days, but my loyalties lie where the people that gave me the opportunity, they took a shot on me. I mean, it was funny because uh, you know they, yeah, I think they were a little concerned in my interview. They're like, uh, do you? are you sure you got like a support system down here? And I was very honest. I was like, uh, with a group of strangers, I was like, look, it's, I'm going to move here or I'm going to move somewhere else. <laughs> like it's happening. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, comfort zone, push outside your comfort zone really lets you grow as a person. So. Awesome. So. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, I like so a little... I got I got a question for you though. All right, what's up? What's uh What's changed on your perspective since you joined in the fire service? Um, I was raised during I was raised during the time where you pretty much shut up and listened, and I will say with this new generation, it's crazy because I'm like not young anymore but it's fine i mean as you get older you learn you get more wiser but uh this new generation that we're hiring now i want them to ask questions back because back when i was getting when i was being taught it it was you just listen to the senior man whatever he tells you you do it you don't ask why you just do it because they know what they're what they were doing and not saying that that was wrong that's just the way a lot of firemen grew up and so yeah. this generation here they they like to ask the why and it's a good thing because you can you can tell them why you need to do this because now nowadays that's how they learn better from the explanation of why um yeah and that's where i like you know i bring it back like i think a lot of times we get confused with the why is challenging authority and it's yeah not it's that. not it's not it's yeah. um now know. now granted there's a time and a place Absolutely. Like you, you can't be Absolutely. on on an emergency incident your captain tells you do something for then for for then for then for you to go why like no that's not the time to do that you just do what he what he or she tells you to do but yeah. like during training if you don't understand something hey cat why do we do it this way why do you throw the ladders this way or pull the hose this way or whatever the case may be but i want to implore people listening if you have a younger firefighter that asks you why and you don't know don't bullshit them just go hey yeah. i don't know but i will find out for you like that's the worst thing you could do is BS somebody because they're not learning anything that they, they, you know, they might actually get hurt by with whatever false 
statement that you say. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, I mean, th- th- that's the biggest thing I've seen that's changed. But also, when a new person comes in, don't treat them like the new person. I mean, yeah, they have to earn their 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 their, their spot, but they kind of have they kind of have already earned it by getting into the, your department, going through the academy. So be sure to be a mentor to them like you would yeah. want done for you. You know, like if, yeah. if, if you have a new person show, if you want them to do something a certain, certain way, don't expect that. Don't expect for them to know that that's how they need to do it. You need to show them. Yeah. And it's where, you know, you get the fine line, like everybody, and it's been a hot topic for years. You know, you always earn your keep and you do in the fire service where we are bound in that tradition where, you know, you, you got to earn certain levels of respect or anything. But there's a fine line in doing that, and then there's a fine line of hazing. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, right. Am I going to, you know, I, I say this to some people, you know, I might be a little hard on you, and it's not to belittle you, or it's because I want you to have high expectations. Yeah, I have high expectations for you. Um, I have high expectations for myself, Um so I think bringing that in and, you know, relaying that up front is really big. So people kind of grasp where you're coming from. You're not always just being the asshole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. But, but um, no, dude, I appreciate having you on, man. It, it was good. Um, I yeah. knew it would be good uh, just by talking to you and, you know, getting to know you th- through the last couple of years that, you know, you've been on. So um, I appreciate you coming out here telling people about your journey because not a lot of people like to do that but i feel like if you are willing to do that man there's somebody out there that that will take your message listen to it and run with it to help them be better so that's the whole reason why i started this just to no and i think it's jam up that you're doing it danny honestly you know um and i'm i say this to a lot of people i'm very open about things in my life on some instances um because you do never know what people are going through and you never know anybody else's story and everybody's got one. It does. You know, I'm no better than anybody else, but you know, if, if some of the things I go through or learn from can help you grow as a person, you know, I hope that look, if that's, that's an ultimate goal of mine right there. You know, if I can just be a mentor for somebody and, and help them out, I think you're shedding light on some great stuff, man. And I love it. So I thank you for having me, especially. So no, appreciate it, pal. Appreciate you accepting the invitation and uh yeah, doing it. So um it's been a good one. Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah, I'll see you on the next A shift day. No doubt. See you tomorrow, babe. <laughs> see. You. All right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.